Welcome to the Rush Hour. Your daily dose of pop culture and entertainment news for your Rush Hour ride. Work sucks, but your commute doesn't have to. Buckle up and enjoy the drive with your host, stand-up comedian and power recapper, Dave Neal. Good afternoon, everybody out there, my power listeners, my rushies. It's Tuesday, February 27th, 2024. Got your entertainment news all in one place. Uh, Did you enjoy your Tuesday today? There's actually a lot of little stories going on. Nothing wild or stunning other than the spoiler that Reality Steve released, which I'm not going to share with you here. You can go to the YouTube channel if you want those spoilers. I have to say, it is delivering this season of The Bachelor as one of the best in recent memories. So we're going to cover a little bit of what's going on in the world of Bachelor. Plus, I'll save it for the end, but I got some American Idol news that you're going to like. And also, J-Lo has a new documentary out. Hey, we've got a paparazzi, um, I guess, beefing with Taylor Swift's dad. Well, turns out Nicole Kidman has a restraining order against this paparazzi. Hey, sir, maybe you're the problem. And of course, some commentary from President Biden on what he thinks of Taylor Swift and whether or not she'll endorse him. Plus, Jon Stewart pays homage to his dog. We always love a good heartwarming story, so we'll get into that as well. Like I said, lots to cover. Let's start with this. On the YouTube channel today, we shared about an hour-long video, which was the Clayton Eckerd uh, court hearing that happened. Well, the cat's out of the bag. The toothpaste is out of the, uh, you know, uh, the the uh, the toothpaste uh, uh, tube. How do we, the sperm's out of the balls, folks? Is what I'm trying to say here. And a lot of talk with Mike. Almost a quarter million subscribers covered the case last night. Gave us a good shout out. He said, if you want the day to day drama and gossip, you got to go check out Dave Neal. He's covering, you know, what's seen in court, and we're kind of trying to fill in between the gaps. But here's law talk with Mike listening in again. Don't forget, she issued a cease and desist to Law Talk with Mike, one in which she didn't follow up because she realized she had no case and he laughed it off, probably used that cease and desist paper as toilet paper. And either way, here's what he has to say about how ridiculous some of the comments are coming in from Jane Doe's lawyer. Being made that appear to be getting progressively worse with the instances that were cited in our reply, the, the civil welfare checks that were sent to her home, the calls to her personal cell phone. When you couple all of these things together and look at the fact that they're getting progressively worse and my client is now being um, essentially compelled to produce documents pertaining to her medical history, we don't anticipate this. Yes, because she brought a false claim, it appears. <laughs> <laughs> so you can see even Mike here is trying to make sure he doesn't get sued. It appears, allegedly. But again, this is Jane Doe's lawyer arguing for why they think there should be some sort of seal of confidentiality because there's a random person online that's being mean to Jane Doe. Or, or maybe not false. She brought a claim. And in court, we asked for proof of those claims. So maybe it's a true claim. Maybe it's a true claim. <laughs> But it, it, there's, I, I file claims all day. I never file a claim where I don't expect the court for, to ask me to prove it. Never once. There it is, folks. A lawyer. Never once in my career have I done that. I, I, I can't even imagine this. We're we're in bizarre world. 
Well, you're certainly right. Bizarro world indeed. A world in which uh, Jane Doe, I guess, is trying to have both sides of the coin. Pretend she's pregnant. Then when it's not convenient, she's no longer pregnant. She's got lawyers who say, oh, we can't have this be public because, um, you know, people are weaponizing it against her. And I say, listen, Jane Doe, sorry the consequences of your actions are catching up to you. Now, I don't want anyone to send her any death threats or anything like that, but to think that the Internet's making a mockery of you, Jane Doe, well, maybe they are. Maybe they are. And shame is a pretty wild force in this world. I'm not encouraging anybody to do that, but boy, I have little control over other people's actions. And if they're going to be shaming Jane Doe because of how ridiculous some of her accusations are, well, so be it. And I'll tell you who's also dealing with some shame, Joey. Now, this is a clip actually from last week, but we haven't aired it yet here, so I'll share it with you. Joey was asked live on Live with Kelly and Mark who Kathy Lee Gifford is, and this is what he had to say. I think Kathy Lee Gifford will be the golden bachelorette. Any mm -hmm. thoughts on that? Uh, I will be honest. I have no idea who Kathy Lee Gifford is. <laughs> <laughs> Tough crowd. I'm only, I'm only 28. I'm sorry. He's 28 years old. Uh, it's okay. He says, I'm 28. He has no idea uh, who Kathy Lee Gifford is. When did Kathy Lee Gifford leave Regis. How about that? So how old would Joey have been? By the way, this is going to make me feel old. She left. Oh my gosh, this makes me feel really old. The day after she hosted Late Show on February 24th of 2000, she told Regis she had decided to leave live. Her last episode aired on July 28th, 2000. That was 24 years ago. So Joey would have only been four years old when Kathy Lee Gifford left. I loved it. That was one of the bonding moments I had with my mom is if I didn't have school that day or whatever, I would watch uh, Regis and Kathy Lee. And I don't, I, listen, I don't know. Say what you want about Regis. I think he's a legend. He was in entertainment so long. He started in radio before they were doing TV. And then he just had that cantankerous personality that just always left you smiling. He, he, you know what? I've always thought about this. I've always said like, oh, who's my comedic influence? Well, one is Conan O'Brien. I specifically remember, you know, late night watching his monologues growing up and just absolutely loving his wit. But another has to be Regis. His ability to rant about the most innocuous things in most irreverent sort of uh, uh, doings in his world, I just found so funny. And clearly, you you guys did too. Uh, but as far as Kathy Lee, that was Joey responding to whether or not she might be the Golden Bachelorette. Says, I don't even know who she is. And the audience was not <laughs> liking it. Lisa in the Patreon said, I thought the year 2000 was 14 years ago. Shoot, that's right. We're getting old. Time flies, and congrats to our Patreon member, Sherry, who today celebrates her 30-year wedding anniversary. Got a lot of content to get to, and we'll be right back after this. You know, here's what I love about The Bachelor, right? We can watch the show and then talk about it later, and there's little moments we missed. I completely missed this moment. It is it is right at the rose ceremony where Maria and Jen hold hands and whisper, I love you to each other. And people say the friendship, but hey, I mean, why don't we do a season? Let's just, let's have a season where Jen and Maria just uh, do their own paradise. No, you know, Jen and Maria and a whole bunch of dudes. Let's do that. I'm, I'm down for it. Here, see if you can listen to the moment where they whisper, I love you to each other. I love you. I love you. 
there it is. I love you. I love you too. Now, here's what I love about Maria's Instagram. It's essentially just a carousel of other people watching the finale and all cheering on when they chose Maria. So here it is. These are the moments. Just waiting. And then they cheer. So I'm gonna play a few of these. Here's another one. The reaction tape. Here it comes. Joey, who do you choose? All right, the ladies love Maria. Here's another one. The men, the men are cheering. You hear that? The men in the background are cheering. They're really excited. And here's another one I'm gonna share with you. This is like a at a brewery. This is like a live show at a brewery. I mean, I don't know. These Maria fans are pretty rabid out there. Here's another one. Non-stop Maria love. This is a live watch party on a rooftop. Hundreds of people, hundreds of people watching this. There's more. I could show these all day long. <laughs> That's my favorite is is the the random yes someone who's not even at a party. All right. They're saying let's go Maria. So they're all excited for Maria, right? Well, here we have a man listening. Well, in a second. Hold on one more. It's a sorority house watching. So here we're going to have a man giving this is Hugh Snyfin giving Maria advice as she's spiraling out of control. And, um, I don't know. I'm, I just, I don't know if I can do this anymore. You shut the fuck up. <laughs> Breathe. Breathe. What is, what's going on? Breathe. It's not my job to, to pull that out of you. She says she can't do this anymore. I want someone to choose me. Oh my God. All right, so men are clearly invested here. Women are invested too. Look, I've never, and again, we're cherry-picking all of the people that tagged Maria. I've never seen an audience so rooting for one person. Now, Maria, of course, she's had a tumultuous season. There's a lot of love and energy with Joey, but also maybe, listen, maybe Maria just knows she's not the one. You know that feeling you get when you're like, I know he likes me, but I kind of feel like I'm not the one. Well, here's what Maria posted about her friendship with Jen, who of course went home last night she said you want to know about our friendship we would write each other notes before our dates to mo motivate one another we would cheer each other on throughout it all a woman who has impressed me with her piano playing skills and her ability to be fully in this experience loving with all of her damn heart blessed to have known her and to continue to maintain such a beautiful friendship in jen we trust wow those are pretty strong words coming from Maria. So there's that, folks. And in other news, let's do a hard left turn out of the Bachelor world. Don Lemon, it, it's reported, was paid $24.5 million by CNN to settle ouster. Don and CNN reportedly have reached an agreement after the network fired the news anchor last year. The deal sees CNN paying the ousted broadcaster $24 million. The hefty sum is the total amount of money that Lemon would have received had his final contract ended in, a, in three and a half years. So he basically, how great is this? Imagine, 
Imagine getting fired and then your boss is forced to pay you three and a half years of that contract. Not too bad if you ask me. In other news, Ben Affleck, uh, I don't know why this is a story, but we're covering it. Ben Affleck didn't want a relationship on social media with Jennifer Lopez, but learned to compromise. Ben, that's the world we live in. It's not about whether or not you want to be an Instagram husband. It's about letting it happen and don't fight it because that's not going to end well. Ben Affleck had one request for J-Lo when the pair rekindled their romance in 2021. More privacy. The actor turned director opened up about the couple's relationship <laughs> in Lopez's new Amazon Prime documentary titled The Greatest Love Story Never Told. I love it. Ben goes, hey, J-Lo, I got one request for you. I just got one request. Can we be more private? And she's like, yes, after our romantic documentary. Oh, man, nothing like privacy, like putting it out there on Amazon Prime. You want privacy, you should have put it out on like um, on the Peacock app or something. Then no one would have watched it. Here's a brief clip of the trailer of the JLo documentary. I've been married four times now. I used to be terrified to be alone. I didn't know what to do by myself. I have decided to tell my story and I've never shared with anybody in the world. Action. I loved you so much. All right, I'm in. I'm in. I'm going to watch it. I'm sure people watching from the outside were like, what is this girl's problem? What I portrayed to the world was oh, this didn't work out, and it's fine, and I'm good, and they're good. And all of that was kind of bullshit. It's a 20-year project, and it became a three-part musical experience. This Is Me Now is about facing the truth. Of I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Isn't they're not, amazing? nobody's paying me to say this. I'm going to watch it. And look, I don't know, you know, we covered J-Lo's new song, Greatest Love Story Never Told, which I guess is also the name of the documentary, right? But I have to say, J-Lo is just bringing the heat. Uh, she doesn't care how old she is. She's living her life. I'm all about it. Have a listen to these lyrics one more time. We shared them a few weeks ago. This is about Ben Affleck. Missing your body, climbing on top of me, Way that I ride it, body's aligning. Look at our timing. Look at our timing. Forget about the. Uh, what a dancer. She's like, look at our timing. The way that our bodies are riding it. Yikes. Come on. Your kids are going to be playing this music. You know what I mean? Hey, let's play your mom's new song. No, don't play her new song. I don't need a, my stepdad, Ben Affleck. You know? is, she, is your mom riding that guy from the, ben, from the Dunkin' Donuts commercial? Like here it is. 20 years ago. Yo. Feels like time is full. Yo. Living in the great What? 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 Here we go now, Ben Affleck and J-Lo. Here we go now. All right, whatever. Okay, that's enough of that. I don't need a two-star review because you guys don't like my singing. Good grief. We're moving on, folks. So anyway, J-Lo's got it going on. Ben Affleck says, please leave me out of it. And now she's talking about him coming on top of her or whatever the hell the song's about. Okay, you got to move on from that. Another music news, Nicole Kidman was previously granted a restraining order against the paparazzi who accused Taylor Swift's dad of assault. She, um, okay, let's get into the story. The Big Little Lies star won a court battle against freelance photographer Ben McDonald and his pal Jamie Fawcett in January of 2005 after a listening device was found on her Sydney property. That's really messed up. 
At the time, a judge ordered the duo to stay at least 60 feet away from the actress in her home after she claimed they made her fear for her safety. Yeah, if I found a listening device on my property, I'd, I'd fear for my safety too. Page Six's discovery comes as McDonald, 51, alleged he was attacked by the lover songstress father, Scott Swift, at Sydney's North Shore Tuesday. Look, here's the deal, right? Don't hide behind you or assaulted. You were trying to get some photos and the guy pushed you out of the way. Get over it. That's where I stand. It's not like you were at li- at the library and someone ran into you. No, you tried to fight the big fight, getting the number one pop star in the world, and it didn't happen. Now we have Travis Kelsey's father. All right, so I you got to love Taylor Swift's father and Travis Kelsey's father. Now he's blasting troll Bethany Frankel for saying Chiefs player isn't good for Taylor Swift. Here's what she had to say in a bizarre TikTok video. Figure your man with Travis Kelsey talk talk. You're on the wrong talk. It's my favorite thing I've ever seen. Just like all these women intentionally torturing their life partners. Just like saying, let me just fuck guy tonight. And I'm just so crying. Like everyone is the same, but everyone is so brilliantly beautiful. All right, get your mothers off TikTok, ladies and gentlemen. Travis Kelsey's dad, Ed Kelsey, blasted Bethany for repeatedly trolling his son's relationship with Taylor Swift. He reposted a Newsweek article with the headline, Bethany Frankel doubles down over Travis Kelsey comments to his Facebook. He said, who the F is this troll? Ed captioned his post referring to the former Real Housewives of New York City star. All right. It's so funny. The Taylor Swift, uh, Travis Kelsey relationship has combined so many random algorithms that would have never, like he would have been on the football algorithm. Now he's on former Bravo star algorithm. It's all over the place. And here's this on your algorithm. Joe Biden was asked on late night TV if Taylor Swift is working with his campaign. Here's what he had to say. Now, I want, my favorite one recently is there are 18% of Americans, according to recent polling, have um, believed that you and Taylor Swift are actually uh, working in cahoots. <laughs> And after the Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl, uh, you uh, you posted this on social media. And wrote, <laughs> you wrote, just like we drew it up. <laughs> now, can you, I have you on the hotspot here. Can you confirm or deny that there is an active conspiracy between you and Miss Swift? Where are you getting this information? <laughs> it's classified. It's classified information? It's classified you won't share it with us? I'm not gonna, but I will tell you, she did endorse me in 2020. She did? I bet you, you might be wondering. You might be wondering. You think it might come around again? I told you it's classified. Here's the deal. If she ends up endorsing Joe Biden, it's going to be her endorsement. It's not going to be some deep state conspiracy. It's going to be because she decided that's who she wants to endorse. You know what I'm saying? So I won't hear it any other way. All right, got a lot of content to get to. Up next, we've got Jon Stewart mourning his dog. About 12 years ago, maybe 13 years ago, uh, my kids wanted to raise a little money for an animal shelter uh, down in, in New York City. It's an in, incredible, Animal Haven is the name of it. They do incredible work. It's a no-kill shelter for uh, cats and dogs. They brought out this one-ish year old brindle pit bull uh, who uh, He's crying. <laughs> hit, hit, hit by a car in Brooklyn and lost his right leg. Tough. I thought I'd get further. <laughs> Who could? Um, Who could get further than that? So it was a perfect idea. They put the dog in my lap and uh, we left that day 
feeling really good that we'd helped this great organization. <laughs> and we also left with this, this one-ish year old Brindle Pitbull. We called him Tipper. And uh, in a world of good boys, he was the best. Dipper passed away yesterday. I kind of feel like if you don't understand, or may, I don't know if it's an empathy thing if you've had a dog or not, <laughs> but <laughs> if there's one thing that can unite people of all shapes and sizes, political parties, it's mourning the unconditional love and loss of your pet dog. He was ready. He was tired. But I wasn't. And the family, we were all together. Thank goodness we were all with him. But boy, my wish for you is one day you find that dog, that one dog. It just is the best. Here's your moment to sit. Wow. And then he shares a little video of that dog. Pretty wild stuff. If you want to see the video of what I'm sharing, we are airing it on our Patreon right now, patreon.com slash Dave Neal. I get it. I mean, look, our dog's 15 plus years old. He can, he can barely, you know, we, we, got, we got little grippy socks on our dog's back feet because he's having a hard time walking. So the grippy socks kind of help him out a little bit. Um, but he's otherwise a happy dog. But every time we come home, we like, is, is he, you know, we have to look at our dog and say, is he breathing still? You know, and that's sort of, I guess, the reality of dogs, right? They, they don't live as long as humans. So they force us to cope with the inevitable, which is that none of us are here forever. And life is borrowed, which really makes it, I know it's, it's kind of a dark subject, but it makes it really, really, um, you know, you're, you, you, it makes you just have to really appreciate every day that you have. I'm going to change the mood up a little bit and go from that very sad and yet still beautiful story to finishing up with an American Idol. I don't want to hear your complaints that I'm playing this. This American Idol audition was considered by the judges to be the best audition of the season. Some are calling it the best audition ever. It's not going to be someone who stands there and just belts the loudest lyrics or the highest or lowest or whatever. It just sings from the soul. This is Abby Carter. She's 21 years old from Indio, California. And this is her song, What Was I Made For? Have a listen. I used to flow. Was I made for? 
the mom watching from the back of the door. And of course, the judges say this. This is what you were made for. You got to go watch that. That clip's available on the YouTube, on American Idol's YouTube. It's Abby Carter. And I hope that uh, at least brought your mood back to a baseline. We're here to challenge you with some emotions, folks, both good and thought-provoking. And I hope we did just that today. We'll be back in the morning with more content. As always, I'm Dave Neal. This is The Rush. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't, don't. Join the free Facebook group, Dave Neal's Community. Got cash? Become a premium member at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Link in the description below. And don't forget to follow Dave on Instagram at dneals for upcoming stand-up shows. See you tomorrow on The Rush. Come <laughs> on.